Welcome back, everyone. This is Eric Ellison with the Digital Education Podcast. And we're kind of at the back end of this series as we uh, finish up school. Um, and the series is really kind of this title we call it Get Ready. And it's really not get ready for, you know, anything that would be similar to what we've been getting ready for in the past. Um, but it's getting ready for the return to school, whatever that looks like and however that looks like in the fall. And I've been asking this question or asking the question of, of school leaders of what's at the top of their mind or what's weighing on their heart in regards to this, this coming up transition. And today I'm with uh, James Walker, who actually will start on July 1st as the new principal at Capistrano Valley Christian High School. So James, congratulations on the new gig. But I'm gonna just going to throw it over to you. Like, what, what are you thinking about as you prep for the fall? Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm really stoked to start as a principal at a new school, and it seems like an amazing place, and the whole process of getting started there has been awesome, and I've gotten to hang out with, you know, about 15 to 20 students uh, through the interview process and all of that, but there's just so much that's up in the air, so I would be um, a little bit nervous going into any new school situation in a new school environment. Uh, especially as a principal and getting to know students and staff and all of that. But then we have all of this COVID stuff hanging over our heads and we have no clue what that's going to look like. Um, and just yesterday, as I'm transitioning out of my current job, uh, we're, we're having these conversations about, okay, what's the fall going to look like? Uh, and then somebody looked at me and said, well, what's it going to look like at, at Capistrano Valley Christian? I'm like, that's a great question. And I'll find out shortly. Um, so those are things it's like, okay, yeah, I, I have so many questions and I'm talking to different school leaders that I have and trying to figure out, hey, what questions do I need to be asking as I go in to be a principal at a new school? But then you add to all of that, well, what, what's this, this huge variable that comes into play um, with COVID and distance learning and all these new terms that I'm hearing, like high flex learning and all these things. Um, I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. And uh, that makes me... Uh, excited because it's a very unique spot to be in um, and I think that I can get to know students and staff in a very unique way um, in a, a high pressure situation over the next couple of months um, but there's also a lot of uncertainty in that because it, it might not be the ideal situation to get to know people either. Yeah so uh, like what are you thinking about you know because because there's you know I mean there's so much in leadership about like the certain playbook about how you make transitions and how you do this and how you do that and I think it's like yeah you throw that out the window and say yeah. you know what like start over and rethink about like okay how do I develop relationships how do I get to know the place how do I you know kind of begin to you know understand the context and the decisions that need to be made in the future like so what like how how are you thinking through even in your own preparation for that transition yeah I think it's kind of going back to that opportunity piece is um, the playbook is thrown out <laughs> like you said and that's a huge opportunity there too um, it might not make things smooth but there's also a lot of things in the playbook that are there just because they've been there for a while? Um, and where the experience piece comes in for me is I don't know what those things are yet, <laughs> but I'll figure it out. But I think just it kind of goes back to the schools in general and opportunities that we have because we, um, 
Uh, let's look at like the CDC guidelines that they're recommending for when schools do come back in person. And I don't know if you've seen this where they're saying, you know, one way down the hallway and students are still separated in the classroom and there's no group work in class and even some plexiglass between desks. And, um, and we've done some, some, had some conversations and some work with Rex Miller and humanizing the education machine. Like that's more of a machine than it's ever been before. And part of me is like, wow, how do we, how do we do something different than that? Uh, how do we, in this opportunity where the huge education machine can dehumanize our, student, our students even more um, because of this situation, I think we have an opportunity to, to dive deeper into the humanity of students, um, to treat them as people who are created in the image of God um, and really create unique experiences for them. And I don't know what those are yet. Um, I don't know if anybody does, but we're all trying to figure it out. And it's really exciting to have conversations with lots of people all over the place. And then just to add that, like, what am I thinking about? is for me, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of sociocultural learning. I believe that learning is a social activity uh, and that's when learning best happens. I think that the school in a way is kind of its own organism where everybody's learning together, interacting together. They have these different roles, kind of Paul's language of the body of Christ, but boiled down into a school level, we all learn together. And face-to-face -face interactions are great because I always say, everybody's participation in this school is vital for everybody's learning. You might not be this huge participant, but even just a smile and a nod might encourage somebody else to speak up a little bit more. And that contributes to everybody's learning, right? So I have an idea of what that looks like in the classroom. I have an idea of how to support teachers in that and to work with teachers and have these collaborative experiences. Um, and then even moving online, I have an idea of, of what to do for that as well. But when there's this uncertainty in the air, it's like, okay, what, how do we prepare for both of those? How do we prepare for neither? Like, what's it going to be? Um, and then the biggest variable for it all is it's a new start for everybody. Uh, everybody is starting a new school year, and I'm starting a new job at a new school, and that's going to be difficult. And the advantage that we had this year is that we ended the year with distance learning. It's like, uh, to use a sports analogy, we have the NBA versus Major League Baseball, right? The NBA, they had 75, 80% of their season behind them, and they're going to pick up in July, August, and maybe September and wrap up with the playoffs and have a champion at the end of this whole thing. And baseball is trying to figure out, well, how do we even get started? We have 0% of the season. Uh, we have to do spring training again and then get warmed up and then start. And they're really struggling with this. And we might see the NFL have a similar struggle in the coming months too. So how do we start a new school year with this distance learning in front of us? And, you know, I have some ideas. There's conversations that are there. And on July 1, getting to know people and teachers uh, in a new context and trying to get caught up on the conversations they're having about the structures that are there is going to be challenging. Um, but there's also the unique opportunity of it being at a Christian school with forward-thinking people, with mobility, um, at a place that was prepared for distance learning uh, in the spring. And I'm confident that there's good plans in place, and I'm excited to join a team that has, has something in place, and we can figure it out and take some lumps as we go, and hopefully not just do something to survive for the next couple of months, but do something that's going to set us up for success in the future beyond that, uh, where this is a real growth opportunity for, for everybody in the school community.
Okay, let me ask one last question, but a comment yeah. first. You bring up Major League Baseball and the NBA. I truly think this is a conspiracy against the Dodgers. <laughs> it totally is. <laughs> second thing is, second thing is, or a question is, because I know that you've you've been a forerunner, you know, on kind of innovating in the technology space, and you know, we've had a lot of conversations about best uses of technology for learning and for you know, a lot of that stuff. And, and so you bring up an interesting point, right? Because you go back to, to, to Rex Miller's kind of dehumanizing the education machine because the machine has become, it, it takes away the humanity rather than puts the humanity back in. And then you look at these guidelines and you look at the restart and it, it just solidifies the, the dehumanization process. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, you know, like the technology has been a good patch for a lot of this stuff. But can I ask, a, like, more on the positive side of the question is, is there something from this experience, something from, you know, kind of the technology side of things that you've said, hey, you know what, this technology or this use of technology has allowed us to break down some of those barriers that the traditional system puts up? Yeah, <clears throat> I think in the, the simplest terms, just communication with students. Uh, I was having a conversation with teachers yesterday of like, man, I would email students or send them messages on our learning messaging or learning management system. And students wouldn't really interact in that, in that space. Uh, and they're getting responses to it. And I think that there's going to be a little bit of carryover into that for the next year. I think um, students and teachers alike are going to be more apt to communicate with one another online uh, and, and students to students as well. I think, we're learning how to collaborate better from a distance, uh, which can make things like homework and projects um, a lot more collaborative, a lot smoother. Uh, and then the other piece um, with technology is uh, as I talk to our teachers about using Zoom and what's the best way to use Zoom in an online learning environment, I could have at any point swapped out the term Zoom for direct instruction because direct instruction and Zoom are helpful instructional tools. It's for checking in. It's for kind of creating the backbone of your course. It's delivering content. It's introducing what you're going to be doing. And then students go forth to complete work independently um, with teacher guidance. And we're finding teachers who are finding very creative ways to collaborate with their students and to be available for them. And my hope is that we'll see a carryover of that into the classroom space as well, where the classroom and especially if we're in a situation where some students if I have a sore throat in September am I going to be asked to stay home for two weeks how do I keep up on things and I think we're going to see teachers who are creating online spaces um, that are a direct parallel of what's happening in person with some sort of creative measure for keeping students on the same pace and I think to see that happen we're not going to see the classroom as a space for content delivery primarily anymore because there's going to be activities for people on campus. It's going to be community building. It's going to be collaborative. It's going to be uh, opportunities for participation that students who are off campus won't be able to participate in, but they'll be able to mirror those experiences online. So I think we're going to see a lot of teachers, and I've already seen a lot of teachers rethinking, what does the classroom experience look like? What does live instruction look like? Uh, and I think that can be a powerful development and education for a lot of people and um, even just the, the technology literacy that's there. I think we've seen um, the education system jump forward by about a decade, if not more, in the last few, few weeks. And uh, I think just the way that we understand pedagogy in the midst of that is a huge part of, of what the next steps will be as well.
Well, James, thanks for your thoughts. Best of luck on this transition in the new job. Thank you very much, Eric. Stoked to be here today and uh, excited for whatever's coming up. Go Dodgers, right? <laughs> Go Dodgers. <laughs>